0: Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor J.P. Trolio here. So glad that you're joining us today on our podcast. You're about to hear a message today from our weekend encounter. I I pray that this message uh, encourages you, inspires you, and pushes you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to stay on track with what's going on at the church, we'd love for you to download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, or visit us on our website, www.oasischurchchicago.com. I'm praying for you. We're believing for you, and we trust that God's going to continue to do great things in your life. God bless you. Now, here's the message today. What's up, Oasis? Uh, you can have your seats. Um, yeah, I had some plane trouble uh, yesterday and a canceled flight. And 14 hours later, I made it to Chicago. And I am so happy to. I could have drove 14 hours, right, from New York. Uh, super happy to be here. Super happy to be in your great city. Super happy to be with some of my favorite people in the world. I was trying to make up, like, combine our last names to like make a family name. I was like, Durslio, or Troso. No, we'll do a we'll do an Instagram. uh, What are they called? Polls. Yeah, Yeah. see which one works. (laughs) Um, I know you guys uh, were in a series. Um, and so when I called Pastor JP, I was like, hey, you guys preaching on anything? Like, can I, like, try to tie into something? And he was like, yeah, we're talking about a move. And, um, and uh, so I was like, let, hey, let me listen a couple of the sermons. And a few weeks ago, someone spoke. I'm not sure who it was. I know it wasn't Pastor JP. And they were talking about how nasty New York is. You and I are going to talk after. we am going to take this outside. I just want to let you know that I continued to listen to the message. It was a great message. I didn't stop. I was tempted to stop, but I was just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. P- push through. I prayed for you. I've forgiven you. We are good. And uh, <laughs> I'm excited, um, even though I'm not talking about the series just because I was like, nope, I felt like God, uh, I don't know, God just, and uh, if you have your Bibles, it'll be up on the screen, it's a very simple verse, it's eight, actually eight words that we're going to focus on, uh, and it simply says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree, eight words, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree it goes on to say in verse 13 planted in the house of the lord i didn't even tell you where this was right psalm 92 uh verse 13 planted in the house of the lord they will flourish in the courts of our god they will still bear fruit in old age they will stay fresh and green can we pray lord we want to flourish we want to bear fruit we want to stay fresh we want to stay green Amen. So I'm talking from palms up, and I I love palm trees. Anybody love palm trees? I'm super excited. Thursday, I am taking my three daughters who are uh, 18, 15, and 13. That's like, it's not even fair. Uh, My daughter, my oldest daughter, 18, she's about to go to college uh, August 23rd. I'm super excited for her. We're going to drive her up. She's about four hours from where we live uh, but before she goes, we said, hey, let's take a little family vacation. And so me and my girls, we're going to go to Cayman Islands, and we're going to see a bunch of palm trees, and I just want to make you jealous. But I love palm trees, and uh, they make me think of vacation. They, they make me think of paradise. They make me think of the beach. They make me think of the little palm tree emoji uh, on your phone. They make me think of sunglasses on my face and, and sandals on my feet and applying SPF 12,000. When I think of palm trees, I think of Beverly Hills, 90210, Rodeo Drive, Las Vegas, beautiful beaches in the Caribbean islands or beautiful desert cities. It's crazy because palm trees live in places with some of the worst, most terrible weather. They live in deserts or on islands. They go through scorching heat and hurricane winds and hurricane seasons every single year, yet they grow and grow and grow, and and they stay beautiful. And when I think of palm trees, I think of them in the good times. I don't think of them in the bad times. Palm trees are an oasis in the desert. When When I think of... The name, when I think of, uh, I don't believe names are on by accident. I think that when Pastor JP and Pastor Rachel were talking about what to name their church, they were praying like expectant parents Deciding what name to give the church, and and whenever we say the name Oasis Church, I, I think it speaks life into the church and, and and what the church has been called to be. And when I think of what an oasis in the desert, where where people who were uh, from coming in from some scorching sun and possibly going to die, when they saw those palm trees, when they saw that oasis, they were like, "Hey, there's safety there, and there's shade there, and it's a refuge there, and and there's something that's going to protect me from death." This is like hope in a hopeless. City situation. This is life from death. This is something that I could actually run to and find safety and security. So I don't think it's by accident. So palm trees were an oasis in the desert. See, uh, palm trees have the largest leaves of any plant. Their large leaves provide shade from the strong sun. They were a sign of salvation to someone dying of thirst. Palm trees represent life and hope and a bad... inhospitable deserted place palm trees have always been a sign of triumph victory plenty protection and peace it's it's why one sunday where jesus entered jerusalem on a donkey people laid down palm branches to cover the floor to honor him and the sunday is called part of what i do in my humanitarian world is i respond to major natural disasters and uh, whenever there's a natural disaster like a hurricane, uh, we would fly in and we'd go to the place and we'd uh, usually, uh, we'd talk to the local officials and, and, and some people in charge in different churches and uh, we'd make way that we'd jump on a helicopter and we would actually fly over the disaster zone to kind of see the magnitude of, of, of the disaster. And, and we'd see like, I mean, bridges washed out and houses relocated and debris everywhere. And the biggest, baddest trees all on the floor and yet when you look down you would look down and you would see one thing standing and it was the palm tree so i had to find out why hashtag wikipedia says normally trees are five times the mass than the roots but in the case of the palm trees their roots have more mass than its trunk and branches put together see what's underneath what's not seen is bigger than what's seen. See, palm trees send out its roots interlocking with other roots and go deep below the earth until they find underground streams to drink from. Their root system is like no other. God designed the palm tree to flourish in the desert. God designed the palm tree to withstand the most intense hurricane force winds. God designed it so they could actually bend all the way to the floor without snapping so that they could withstand hours and hours and hours of 100 plus mile per hour winds. He, he designed them so they can survive when the surroundings say otherwise. When the, when the surroundings declare death, he designed it to survive and thrive and even instill hope when everything around it looks hopeless. Man, you see some of this This hurricane footage, and I'm sure you've seen uh, stuff on the news. Those palm trees look like they're just about to snap. It looks like any second they're about to come crashing down. Like no way this tree is going to remain standing. You're, you're just waiting for it. You expect it. You're like, it's okay, man. You could go. And I bet the, the, the wind is so strong and, and it's taking such a beating and you feel bad for it. And I'm sure the, the wind is like, hey, give up. You're going down, buddy boy. You're not going to make it. But then the storm dies down. It runs out of steam. And the palm begins to come back. it was pushed down for a while, but it was only temporary, and check this out, it, it gets better. Studies show that when the palm tree is being bent and pushed over, its root systems actually stretch out even more, going deeper, reaching for the water, and gripping other roots even tighter, securing its stance, reaching for the source, reaching for life, reaching for strength, reaching for other roots and staying locked in, and even locking in others the entire time of the storm, it's actually being strengthened. Wow. Wow. It's given new opportunities for growth. And when the storm is over, what do you know? It, it came back stronger than it ever once before. And once again, the palm tree stands tall. It stretches out and it says, oh, I needed that. Yeah. Palms up, raised towards heaven. Stronger than ever. See, God knew there would be difficult times. He knew things would come against us. He, God never promised us that we wouldn't have a bad day. He just, he just promised us he'd be there in it with us. He didn't promise us that there wouldn't be war. He promised us we'd be safe. He didn't promise us that weapons wouldn't form. He just pro- promised that they wouldn't prosper. He promises to be our refuge and our strength and our ever-present help in times of trouble. See, we all love when miracles happen, but miracles only happen when something bad's happening. It's the only time you need a miracle. And man, sometimes storms come and you can't avoid it, and it's not your fault. And it hits dead on. Remember the story about the two houses that were built? One was built on the rock and the other was built on sand. And one comes crashing down. But, see, the same storm went to both houses. The difference was what they were built on. The difference was the foundation. The difference was what it was built on. So this is how I fight my battles. The storms come to life, uh, the storms of life come to every person, and no matter how good person you are, you're going to have some rain, you're going to have some heavy winds and some desert places in your life, and what's funny is it's like a test happening, and the crazy thing is we have the book that has all the answers. It's, it's like an open book test. And I don't know why sometimes us Christians, we take the test without opening the book. It would be like you're in school and you're like, man, you got the book, open the book. Why would you take the open book test without opening the book? It doesn't make any sense. You got the book, open it, and you'll get the answers. You can rest in his voice, and by your actions, you're saying, God, I trust you. I'm going to stay still because I know you are still on the throne. I I know you're bigger than this problem. I know you're bigger than this storm, and I'm just going to remain planted in his word. I'm going to stretch out a little more. I'm going to go deeper just a little bit more. I'm going to stand firm on his promises, keeping my roots, drinking from the source, not looking at what's directly in front of me, but looking up from where Cometh my help. That's what allows God to act on my behalf. This is how I fight my battles. This is not the time to isolate ourselves, go off on our own, solitary confinement. That's that's what the enemy wants makes us lose our minds and go crazy this is this is the moment to get in the book this is the moment to interlock with others to serve more to get to church more to love pilsen more to be with our other brothers and sisters more that's the time to actually interlock and make sure that we're present let these moments be grow moments locked in deep below the surface you can see the invisible only Well, the visible only reflects the invisible. We have to be bigger. We have to be stronger. We have to be wider. We have to be deeper on the inside than on the outside. God should be doing more inside of us than he is doing outside through us because our outside is only an overflow of what God is doing on the inside. Remember Job? Remember Job? Satan thought Job was bigger on the outside than he was on the inside. Satan thought if he changed Job's outside, that his praise and worship would change, that his giving would change, that his prayer life would change, that his thankfulness would change, that Job wouldn't be this amazing pure guy anymore. He'd be like everybody else, bitter and angry and depressed and mad at the world. Satan sees Everything Job has, he sees all the success and this outside stuff and his, his big family and success and everything that he did. And so Satan basically says to God, hey, hey, let me mess with his outside and I promise you his inside will change. And see, when we're bigger on the inside than on the outside, then when stuff happens, it won't rock the inside. When our outside is bigger than our inside, our inside is affected by what happens outside. Things happen in our lives, and it messes us all up inside. It messes with our theology. It messes with our our, our thinking, and we start to worry, and we start to doubt all his promises. And and it messes us up, and it rocks our worlds when we're bigger on the outside than on the inside. And so we got to stay deeper and bigger and wider on the inside than on the outside. So when all this stuff happens around our world, it doesn't matter. Our inside is actually affecting our outside. Our outside is never affecting our inside. Our foundation, our root system, the word in us should always dictate the way we see what's going on in our lives you know, there were some battles in the Bible that was, and there were some big storms in the Bible. If you go, Matthew 8, uh, uh, Jesus tells his disciples, hey, hey guys, let's go to the other side. And Jesus and his boys hop in for a ride. You know the story, right? Jesus falls asleep and there's this big storm. And they're like, hey Jesus, wake up. Don't, don't you care? We're about to drown. And Jesus calms the storm. But what do you know six chapters later about a year later, Matthew 14. He says, guys, we're going to go over to the other side. This time I'll meet you there. How are you going to meet us? You don't have a boat. Don't worry, I'll walk. See you on the other side. But what do you know? Storm hits, waves crashing, insane winds blowing. These are fishermen. These guys are meant to be on the water. So this was no little tiny little rainstorm. This was, this was a, 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 a whale of a storm. I don't get it. I mean, Jesus sent me here. Why am I in a storm? Like, why is this happening right now? I'm literally obeying what Jesus said. Jesus said, go to the other side. Why am I here right now I, I don't understand. He, he, said, he said that he would, he would meet us, and I don't see him here, and I mean, this just happened six chapters ago, and so experience doesn't solve the fear problem. This just happened, but they're still worried. They're still saying, well, at least last time, Jesus was at least in the boat, and he said he'd meet us here. He, he said he was going to get to the rendezvous point, but we haven't even gotten there. I don't understand why is this taking so long? Why am I in the storm? Why does the rain keep uh, uh, pouring and why does the waves keep crashing? I don't understand. Shortly before dawn, 10 hours later, 10 hours later, Jesus starts to walk to the other side. Disciples are scared. They don't even recognize the Savior. They thought it was a ghost, and Jesus says, hey, guys, and he waves. That was a joke. I love it because Jesus comes walking on the very thing that was frightening them. Like, like he was walking on the very thing that was scaring them to death. He's like, man, I got all this stuff already under my feet. Like, you don't even have to worry. Like, I, I, I told you we're going to the other side. I promise you we'll get to the other side. There might be some storms in your life along the way, but I, if I said it, it will be done. And this is when Peter realizes something that in the natural, the safest place to be on the water in a storm is in the boat. But in actuality, in reality, the safest place to be in a storm anywhere is really as close to Jesus as you possibly could be. And so Peter says, Lord, if it's you, like if it's not a ghost, command me to come. Now, if I'm honest, if that was me, I would have said, Lord, if it's you, can you like transport me to a diner and get me a chocolate milkshake? He doesn't say, Lord, if it's you. Make this be over quickly. Lord, if it's you, comfort me. Lord, if it's you, uh, do this or do that. He says, Lord, if it's you, command me. Give me a word. Give me something to obey. I want to obey. I want to do exactly what you're telling me to, to do. I want to be as close to you as possible. So, Lord, if it's you, would you tell me to come? Command me to walk through this. I want a word from Jesus. And so Jesus says, Come. Peter steps out in that moment. Peter experiences the suspending of all laws of physics, which state the impossibility of a human being walking on water because of rules of weight and displacement and smart stuff like that. Waves still crashing. Water still spraying them in the face. Wind still deafening. But Peter wasn't walking on the water. Peter was walking on the word. And do you have enough faith to step out? And walk on a word despite the surroundings, despite what it looks like, despite the circumstances, actually getting more dangerous after stepping out. And we know the story, right? Peter takes his eyes off uh, his focus, his his attention off Jesus, and he begins to look at the situation. The crazy thing is the text says he sees the waves. No. It says he sees the winds. The invisible scared him. The forever battle between sight and faith, but here wasn't the sight part. It was the, it was the invisible stuff was actually scaring him. It was what was causing the, the, the waves uh, to build up. And so he got scared of, of what was behind the scene. He was actually scared of the cause of the problem, not the effects of the problem. And he starts to sink. When God gives you a word and you step out in faith, you better believe the enemy will always stir up some waves and stir up some wind because he doesn't want you getting to out of the boat. He doesn't want you uh, walking to the other side. He doesn't want you flourishing like a palm tree. He doesn't want you staying fresh or staying green. He wants you to go back to where you came from. He wants you to run back to that boat and, and get off those promises of God. He doesn't want you realizing that if you just obey that you could actually do the impossible. We all yell at Peter, and we call him dummy, right? Haters see you walking on water. They say he probably walking on water because he can't swim. First of all, in all of history, two people have walked on water, Jesus and Peter, so somebody give it up for Peter. But I imagine Peter called himself a dummy in that moment. He probably self-prophesied. He probably said, "Man, I'm going down. I'm I'm going to die. This is my last day on earth." Like, "What is happening?" And, and and this is it. And I'm like, "Peter, like silly Peter? No, awesome Peter." He knew enough and had enough faith To to call on Jesus, this is how I fight my battles. He reaches out his hand and he calls on his Savior, this is how I fight my battle. He says, Lord, save me. He knew Jesus was as close as the mention of his name. He, He knew he was close enough to save him. This is how I fight my battles. He knew that in his times of trouble that if he called on the Lord, the Lord would be his first responder. This is how I fight my battles, that because Jesus was near all he had to do was reach out and stretch out his hand and he doesn't say jesus i messed up like let me swim to the other side like 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 don't worry about it let me just get to the other side on my own he doesn't say any of that he's like he's like he doesn't even try to get himself out of the mess even in the sinking moment he stretches he reaches out he goes straight to jesus his lifeguard, his savior the point of this passage was never to showcase Peter's failure, but God's grace and his mercy. That's right. It was the reaching out moment. It was the stretching moment. It was the growth moment. It was the getting back up moment. And Jesus reaches back to him and waves still crashing and wind still blowing. And he doesn't stop the storm until they actually get back in the boat. And on their way to the other side and it says that then the disciples all begin to worship saying truly you are the son of God later when Peter's writing his epistles and teaching others in first Peter's 1 6 through 7 it says in all this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials These have come so that the proven genuineness of of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. This is why we fight our battles. So he gets all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. And battles and wars and hurricanes and disasters uh, I'm not making light of your situation. I know what what it is to want to end it all. I know what it is to try to drink away all your problems. I know what it is to go through a hurricane season and feel like the storm is never going to end and you scream at God, and you're like, God, this is not fair. This is not fair. Why me? Why me? Why me? Like, I lost everything. Like, I completely got robbed, and, and the waves just keep crashing, and I, I can't get my footing. I can't get back up, and I don't understand why this is happening, and I, I feel weak. I, I feel like I got no more strength to fight. I feel like I got no more punches to throw, and, and I just can't even lift my hands up anymore like I've been beaten down, like the winds have been blowing and the waves have been crashing for hours and hours and I'm that palm tree that's just about to snap. And it's like, God, I thought you said you would make things good. That verse, that verse really bothered me when I was going through my storm. God works out all things for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And I was really doubting God, and I was really doubting his promises and his word, and I said, man, there's nothing good here. But it was because I was stuck in the storm I was seeing the immediate I was seeing what was right in front of me I don't know if I said this last time but I, I use this a lot like you know anybody go to a mall and 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 you're you're lost in the mall and you're you, you find the the directory right and you 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 look for what you look for you are here because when you're in the mall and you're just seeing like like uh uh I don't even know the stores like Garage or H and M or I'm trying to think of my daughter's stores. I don't even know anymore. But like, like you're just you're looking around like you. You, you kind of know you're in the square, but you don't know exactly where you are in the mall. You, you know you want to get to Starbucks, and you're trying to find Starbucks, and, and like you got to go on the mall directory. Why? Because it gives you a bird's-eye view of the whole mall. It gives you almost like a God perspective of looking down and saying, okay, I'm here. I want to get here. So I, I know my location. I, now I know my destination. Now I have direction. But when you're stuck in the storm and the, 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 the winds are blowing and the water's hitting you in the face, like you can't even see, you don't, you don't know where you are, you don't know where you're going, and so you have no direction, you have no idea how to get there. And you just feel completely lost. But now looking back and knowing details that I didn't know before, I realized that God doesn't make all things happen, He does make all things good. I now see that God was in my boat the whole time, uh, working things out for my good. And my future looks so amazing. And my my best days haven't been lived yet. I'm coming back stronger than ever. And see, if I know that I love God and I've been called according to his purpose, and I, I know that God will make everything work for the good of those who love him, then if it's not good now, guess what? Then it's not the end. He's not finished. He's actually doing something. Oh, he's working. I I may be down, but I'm not out. I may be broken, but I'm not destroyed. I may be pressed, but not crushed, struck down, but not defeated, bent, but not snapping because it's about to get good. And So I'm going to stay planted and I'm going to stretch my roots deep below the surface. In his word, in his promises, this is how we fight. I, I declare I trust you, I, I trust your timing, I, I trust your promises, I, I trust that you will work out everything together for my good. Hurricane season may come, but I'm looking at it differently. You know what, I'm not even calling a hurricane season anymore. I'm calling it growth season. I'm calling it praise season. I'm calling it getting back up season. I'm calling it I'm about to be better season. Oh, this is comeback season. Final answer, nope. So I choose joy, and I choose life, and I choose to fight, and I choose resurrection. I choose the God of hope, and I choose to believe what he says about me. Worship musicians, come help me. (laughs) So I've been through that Cat 5 hurricane. So my friends, Rich and Giannina, happened to be in the back. They heard I was going to be here today and they live in Chicago, but they were missionaries uh, in Peru. I, I lived there for 11 years, and, 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 and they were working with me, and, and, and so they know the whole story. They actually walked with me through it, and and towards the end of doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing or what I know I was supposed to be doing, uh, my wife at the time leaves me, and, and so now I'm this pastor who, who's going through a divorce, and I'm like, God, what in the world is happening? Happening right now, like I- I'm serving you, how is this happening? I'm a pastor. How is this happening? I'm a Christian. How is this happening? Like, like I was sure I was doing all the things you asked me to do, but and I couldn't see three feet in front of me. And I'm like, God, I just give up. I got no more strength. I got nothing left to give. I- like I'm done. It was the enemy saying, "Get back in the boat." Go back to where you came from. But I think about this verse. I think about the palm tree and enjoying the sun and after a storm, like, and with its palms up and it's almost like branches stretched towards heaven. I I think about this verse that the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. That, that, word will that that futuristic will like it, it's gonna happen like it, it might not be there right now oh but the righteous will flourish like a palm tree and I think about his word, I think about his promises, and I stop dwelling on the past, and even my present situation, and I start getting excited about my future, and what's ahead for me, and my children, and my calling, and my purpose, and I will not be afraid, and if love casts out all fear, and God is love, then fear and God can't exist in the same boat. So I will not give up, I will not quit, I will not settle, I'm Burning the white flag, it's not even an option. So my battle line is drawn. I'm ready to fight. My palms are up. My stance is ready. My worship is loud. This is my battle cry. I am more than a conqueror. I read the whole book all the way to the end, and it's riveting. We win. See, no weapon formed against us will prosper. Every evil thing that rises against me will fall. My battle's not against flesh and blood. It's against a spiritual enemy that, that opposes me. And it may look like the enemy surrounds me, but my God surrounds them. Though they may come at me one way, they will flee seven ways, because greater is he that is in me than he that is in me the world. And every time he reminds me of my past, I tell him, hey, you got to go back farther all the way to the cross. See, see, I reject uh, the lies that are in my head that say I'm not enough and look at my past and I'm not worthy and my best days are behind me. No, 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 no. I've been called to greatness. So I declare I will flourish like a palm tree. I will bear fruit as I get older. I will stay fresh. I will stay green. I will walk on water. I will get to the other side. I will rise again. I will be deeper, wider, stronger on the inside than on the outside. I will come back even stronger. I will have the best comeback story ever written. I will be better. I will overcome. I will remain planted. I will secure my stance. I will be better at 80. I will not fear or let fear or insecurity or shame or failure cause me to shrink back or cower. I will make no excuses. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will not waver when I'm weak. And when I feel weak, I will wait upon the Lord who will renew my strength. I will be an oasis for others. I will do what he's called me to do. I will be who he's called me to be. I will. I will. I will. I'm looking forward. I'm looking up. This is how we fight. He has called me righteous, so I will. And no matter what the past has stolen from me, he will restore the years the locusts have eaten. He will work all things for my good. He will do immeasurably more than I could ever think or imagine. He will renew my strength. He will never leave me nor forsake me. He will keep me. He will sustain me. He will rescue me. He will save me. I will because he will. And if my God is for me, then who could be against me? Hey, real quick, real quick, real quick. This is how we fight, right? Most of the time when you fight, you're like, yo, Duke's up. No, no, no. We're going to say palms up palms up man my storm may be strong oh but my shelter is so much stronger and I want you to look at the enemy I want you to look him dead in his face and say hey enemy you could huff and you could puff but you will not blow this house down